Um, Dan. Dee Dee. Chris is uh <laughs> in trouble, probably. <laughs> I feel like uh, I know how those first couple weeks go, and if you if the if the amount of diapers that one person has changed is a little off, you know what I mean? It's like 70 30. Yeah. You don't get to do your podcast. You don't get, <laughs> you don't get the, the freedom and the right to do that. His, he's obviously a little bit off in his uh, in his duties because uh, it's just a reservation for two again. Yeah, it's just a reservation for two. And I mean, I you know, Godspeed, Chris. But seriously, you got to pick up the diaper game because if you don't pick up the diapers, like if you don't pick up like where you're picking the diapers up, you're doing all the things, you're not going to be able to do anything. Nothing. Right. Because, like, there's a reason I was able to go to Coachella when my daughter wasn't a year old. There's a reason I was able to do that. It's because the diaper count was heavy on my side, you know? Smart. And so Chris has some lessons to learn. Smart planning. Yeah, this Big. is good. I'm, I'm taking all these notes in and, in, yes. you know, for, for future knowledge. This is really good to know. But, yeah, he's got a... You got to weigh, weigh priorities there. And, yeah. you know, they've been getting meals delivered to them every single day and night. So he can't, like do something there and, and, and cook for her or anything like that. So diaper game, step it up there, Christopher. We want you back yeah. here. We want you back yeah. here with us. Yes. Cause if the diaper count is off, you won't be able to do anything. I can't <laughs> say it enough. Can't say it enough. Big lesson of the day. No matter yeah. what we say the rest of this episode, that's the big one to learn. Yeah, definitely. Definitely take notes. If you are thinking about being a parent or anything like that, just what do you, you know, do you no. think maybe he got in trouble for the topic last week where he was, you know, saying whether or not it was a good idea to be, you know, to have children based on your parents and in-laws Ooh. bringing over food? Ooh. Not like based on anything else that that was that was the deciding factor. Hmm. I'm like, was that like, did Katie take that as like a shot at her cooking or something? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. It, it could have been, you know, it's just, huh. you know, he, he decided he was comfortable having children with her because he knew his mom could provide them food. You know, he, he learned it that way that that's, oh. that's it from, you know, dude, we're going to get him in like more trouble from the beginning. Of this podcast <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, listen, let's just get it started. Welcome to the brunch breakdown. It's me, Didi out here in uh, California and Dan is here out in Pittsburgh and Chris is, you know, changing diapers. Hopefully a lot Hopefully. of them better be Chris. now. Listen, change diapers. We want you back at the table. Well, today on the show, we got a bunch, a bunch to get to. Like, we're talking everything from Golden Girls to NBA bubble Instagram models possibly infiltrating in. We've got guys trying to sneak their girls into NFL facilities. We've got Pizza Hut, Blockbuster, a lot of stuff to get to today these uh, this menu has specials let me tell you (laughs) dude seriously this menu has all all the specials and i am super excited to get to all of them dan and uh but let's get it started like we always do by getting things off our chest dan get it off your chest let's go well dd the one thing i want to get off my chest in it it was news today and i'm not sure if you had a chance to see it yet but uh the city of wuhan had a quite a large pool party concert going on Saw it. Uh, with a couple of thousand people, it looked like. And that's pretty frustrating for, for, I guess, for a number of reasons. I don't know what I'm more frustrated about. The fact that that's the epicenter of where this thing all started. And now they're just roaming around freely doing things like that. And we're still stuck here making no progress. 
or the fact that they're maybe not taking it seriously enough that we don't have a vaccine yet and there's still uh, not a lot of social distancing going on there. So I don't know what I'm more mad at. I just I'm just mad that that stuff is going on because we've heard the news from New Zealand, right? No cases in over 100 days. And then they had four pop up and they were like, shut everything down. <laughs> like they're not messing around. And so like, I'm, I'm jealous of that. But now to see it happening in Wuhan and just like this massive party, you know, it's not even FOMO. It's like, what the hell? Like, this isn't right. This isn't fair. You know, they had a 74 day lockdown in that city. And we've been on house arrest for what seems like 74 months. And we're nowhere close to having a, a pool party or a concert or anything like that. So it's jealousy, it's anger, it's all of those things where it's just like, wow, you know, that's happening somewhere in the world right now where it was an absolute mess and a disaster. And here we are, not even being able to have brunch at the same table, uh, still trying to get through this thing. So it made me realize there's still probably a long road the road ahead, but it also had me wonder something. And I'm curious as to what your thoughts were on this, Didi, that say that happened in LA mm-hmm. where they were able to, it was, you know, since uh, Wuhan hasn't had a report since May of COVID-19. So say you're living in LA, no cases in LA since May, but they've got the city on lockdown. Because I think that's what's happening over there. They have the city on lockdown where you can't enter and exit the city. You know, they're all within there, but they're still living their lives. Would you feel comfortable attending a pool party like that without a vaccine, even though you're kind of locked in with your compadres? No. No. Not at all. Because those pictures, like we're not just talking about a pool party. Right. Like, <laughs> <It's> not, right. <laughs> I mean, if you see this picture, and we'll put it on the Brunch Breakdown social media just to let you know this picture. Like... It is, it looks like a huge wave pool and like they just all have a billion rafts that are touching each other. Yeah. They're touching each other. You couldn't, you can't even tell that there's a pool there besides the rafts because you can't see the water. It's insane. No, there's no way you could get me to go. I don't know if you could get me to go to something like that uh, even after, even way after we have the vaccine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know when I'm going to go. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I'm at the, you know, my, by the time this is all done, like I'm going to have at least one kid that's going to be ready to go to water parks and shit. Right. Yeah. So like when I, I, I think about, you know, like I grew up going to like Sandcastle and, you know, you go to these water parks and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be around all these people like that. I, it's dude. I, I don't think so. There's no way I'd be jumping into something like that. Yeah, for sure. That's a pretty intense situation there. You're, you're right. Like the, the lingering effects of like, yes, we're all ve- very, very eager to get out and that resume normal life. But there's obviously going to be a lingering effects with a lot of people like, oh, we're going to pass on that this year, maybe next year or the year after that. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. Even if I knew I was in an area that hadn't had cases for days and nobody was entering or exiting, even if it was a state or a city, whatever it was, I think it'd be a little bit longer than what two, three months before I'd be comfortable diving in the pool. Literally. Yeah. With with all of those people. It's just like, like think about the pool parties at Vegas. How long till you get to your comfortable getting back on one of those? I was asking a question for you right there. Dude, how sad is it in Vegas? Like, have you seen like any of the pictures, just like the pools and stuff or like, it's just, it's just kind of, there are people there. There are people going to Vegas, but it like, it is not even close to being the same. It's like people are just, you know, enjoying the pool, 
there's no partying happening. Wow. At, at least that's from what I've seen. You know, I'm not like on the ground. I'm not going anywhere near Vegas. <laughs> but I mean, when you look at it, it's just it's not the same. And I mean, shoot, what was it? About six years ago, we were all like, you know, we, I mean, we've been there several times since then. But like mm-hmm. we were there at this time, like six years ago. Yeah. Like full partying it up. And uh, yeah. And I think about that like this is it is not the same. That's crazy. Yeah. For those yeah. kids that are 21, 22, 23 cool. that are were in our shoes years ago going to Vegas for the first, second, and sixth time, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be the same. Let me tell you that. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be just uh, just be a little careful. Just be a little yeah. careful out there. Ugh, I woof. You had to be careful in Vegas with like other things before, you know, you, you know, making sure you, you know, you know. Make sure you were safe in other ways. Now you're right. going to be safe in more ways. Right, right. <laughs> in so, Vegas. Stay out of the Vegas pool. Stay out of the Wuhan pool. You know, yeah. get one of those floaty pools from Target for under 100 bucks. And uh, maybe we can revisit this next year and see if we're ready to float next to each other. Yeah, it, dude, it makes me nervous. I will say one thing you said about New Zealand and like, oh, wow, we got a couple of cases. We're shutting everything down. It just highlights just how we've been the worst <laughs> The worst, the most arrogant. I mean, and that's everything that we are as Americans is right. like, we're loud, we're arrogant, we're like, freedom! That's yeah. us. And we have shown all of the worst of all of those things that I feel like make us great in this whole thing. There's just all of our awful qualities. It's, Absolutely. It's going to take a yeah. while. It's going to take a while to get through this. Everybody else is, sh- is showing us how to do it. And we're going to say, yeah. yeah, we'll do it a different way. Yeah, other places are like, you know what? We're doing everything in, that's that's right, and we're gonna this when the vaccine comes, cool. Like we're here, just like all right, just when the vaccine comes, we need it. If we right. don't have it, we'll never. We think leave that the there's no again. way to get through it until that comes. Like that's that's the finish line. We can't, you know, we're just gonna get there. That's that's yeah. all we can do. <laughs> Damn cool parties! Oh, my gosh. Well, here's what I gotta get off my chest. Um, I am saying this from a place of. From a place of privilege, you have to understand, like this, I know COVID has been crazy to a lot of people. A lot of people have lost their jobs, stuff like that. Like me and my wife have not. So it's, I'm coming from this from a different place. So listen, if you have a chance to leave your house, if you've been cooped up for five months now, like leave it, go, (laughs) go to some place where you can actually socially distance vacation, rent a house somewhere. I don't care where it is. If there's a lake near where you're from, if there's... It's anywhere you want to go that you could possibly go where you can have a safe vacation and you can do it, do it. Because, oh, my goodness, we have been in Palm Springs for three of the last four weeks and we should have just went for a whole month. Like we should have just left for a whole month. But like we did not know how it was going to make us feel to actually leave our house. And it's like we have room in our house. It's not like I live in some like shoebox. Like I live in a pretty big place. And it's like we we have room here, but still you're just cooped in for five months me, my wife, who's pregnant, my daughter, and we're just cooped in and leaving made me made us all feel so much better. And we really didn't do anything different than what we've done. We've right. we all were working like it, my wife is still working. I'm still working like we're still doing all the same things we do here. But it was just like we left and it was so nice to be able to leave. So I am just getting it off my chest that like if you can leave to go anywhere like anywhere for a couple days, go somewhere for a week or whatever, mm-hmm. do it because it is just, we're just not meant to be with living in our houses nonstop, like barely leaving 
for months. It's just not, we're not built like that as humans to do that. And I did not know how much it was, how good it was going to make me feel, but man, it amazing. Amazing. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you said that because I think there, there are safe places to go to and travel, right? You don't have to go to the beaches of South Carolina and, (laughs) you know, pick up COVID in a souvenir on your way home. There are other places to go. And like you said, you're still working, you're still yeah. working from home when you're there. Just have a change of environment. Uh, we're we're going to be doing that here in a couple of weeks, and I think it'll just be good to just get away for a little bit, just of change of scenery, because we're used to we're so used to traveling to all these different places, and with all those being put on hold, just to just to get away, right? Because you're right, we're not meant to be locked up in a house for this amount of period of time, and just how that could have you know an effect on your life in a, in a positive way to just get out and see some change and be around some change for the, for the betterment of it. So I fully, I fully get behind that. Yeah. I just feel refreshed, man. I mean, you guys did it a couple of weeks ago. You yeah. went to deep Creek and yeah, it's it was like, a huge, yeah, it made a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. It, it really, really did. So, you know, get in the car, drive somewhere, be safe, be isolated, be socially distant, be smart, but do yourself, do yourself a favor before November gets here and you know, us in the, in the Northeast, the Atlantic region, at least run out of options as to well, where can we go where there's not any snow? Well, we can't do yeah. that. So do it That's now. True. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like it's actually really important for you guys to go because soon it's like snow is going to start in like a month. That's so. our biggest fear. That's our biggest fear is once fall turns into winter, probably quickly than we've ever seen before in the history of the world that we're going to be stuck because it's not, we're not going to want to get on planes and fly out to California and go on a cruise like we did last November. So we always look for those warm trips in their winter months, but I think we're going to be stuck inside for, for quite a while now. So get away, get away while you can now. (laughs) Oh man. Well, let's get into one of our first topics today. I want to talk blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, so a blockbuster, it's one of the last ones. Is it the last blockbuster? It's the last one. The last one it's in Oregon and they are renting it out on Airbnb for you to have a sleepover in it. Uh, it's really cheap too. It's like $4. $4. Yeah. Yeah. $4. And they make it, and it's, it looks exactly like blockbuster in the inside, except for it just has a couch, a sofa bed in there and, uh, an old school looking TV with VCR and, you can spend the night in Blockbuster. Uh, I, what do you think about this? Because I think it's a cool idea. I just am not in. I wouldn't do it though. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think it's an amazing idea. It does look really uh, cool seeing the photos and things like that. You get like access to the candy and snacks that they have yeah. too, and you can watch videos all night, or you can sleep. I don't know if I'd be like super comfortable sleeping there. I just something about that would weird me out a little bit uh, on the the bed because they're offering this a couple of different times, but they're making sure they completely sanitize it and have yeah. time in between. You know, what's the what's the video selection like at a Blockbuster nowadays? Yeah. You're basically just doing it for the idea of it, right? Because you're not getting anything that you can't get anywhere else, especially to stream anywhere else. So yeah, I think I'd like to do it for like maybe three hours go in and watch a movie and then leave i don't know if i need to spend the night but i uh you know give a lot of credit to the the manager of this blockbuster it was her idea she rented it she's running it out and aesthetically it looks pretty cool but 
which is a shame because blockbusters used to be amazing. I used to always look forward to going to blockbuster and now one left on the planet. And this is what it's come to. I don't think we could have predicted this. Yeah. I'm see, I'm with you on that. I would rather have like one of my, I would like to know like one of my friends did it, you know? Yeah. And then I would just show up for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, right. watch like some old movie and then leave. Cause I have no desire to stay there. But one thing that came out of this last week, a lot of people getting real nostalgic about Blockbuster. Okay. Blockbuster was cool for the time. Yeah. I have no desire to go back to that. You know what I mean? You know the feeling that I don't have anymore is like, oh man, I want to go watch this movie. Let me go to Blockbuster and then it's not there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have those problems anymore. I don't want to go back to that. And also, I don't ever want to use a VCR again. No ever again no like i don't want to use a vcr ever again things are so much easier now where we can just at the press of a remote get on whatever streaming service and we can pretty much find everything we could ever want to find right Mm -hmm. i you know thanks thank you blockbuster for you know helping us through the years but i don't want you back right and like we have (laughs) like you said we get anything and everything we want right now and that's almost like a problem where there's too much to choose and i true I think everybody has that, right? Where you're trying to find much to watch and there's almost too much to put on, but you still have that problem at Blockbuster. Trust me, I've spent like an hour in a Blockbuster because once you're there, you don't walk out without a movie. You don't. No. Right? You're there, you're getting a movie and like you can walk around that store 400 times and see every movie every time you walk around the store. Nothing pops out differently and it just becomes a significant waste of time and then you had to return it, right? So you watch a movie, return it on a Tuesday you don't grab your next movie until the weekend. There's a lot of trips there. Luckily, growing up, I had one pretty close nearby. But if one was further out, I couldn't even imagine that. Oh, remember, you got to rewind and and drop it off in the in the drop in there. It was just you know for the time, yeah. But no, I don't. You're right. People on Twitter were like all crazy about having Blockbuster back. It's like no, what what are you getting from that? Just the <laughs> was- I- idea of walking into a store and looking at movies for nostalgia purposes, you'll do it twice and then you'll never go back. Yeah. Was there anything more sad than like a blockbuster on Saturday night? Oh. All the movies are gone. gone. All the video games are gone. Everything is gone. Like there is, there's nothing there on Saturday night. And I don't, I never want to go back to that situation. Like, and, and to your point with having too much to watch, on TV right now, it's that's why do you think I end up watching all these dating shows? Because <laughs> they're super simple to watch. They're just super easy to watch. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that looks interesting. Might as well watch that because we can't because it's like, all right, do you want to watch this movie? I don't know if I'm in the mood to watch this movie. I don't know if I'm in the mood to watch this movie. And it's we just have way too much going with too much. And then we constantly are like, oh man, why don't we watch that? Well, because you know, we all of a sudden got an Indian matchmaking and that yeah. took the next four hours of our lives. So right. Yeah, it's, you know, we get frustrated and do that. But no, I do not. I, I don't miss Blockbuster. Like no. people last week were going a little too far. A little too much. Once this little story broke out. Like I get nostalgia, but not for the I, actually idea of doing that. And like when you watch something on demand and, you, and it's not good, and you, especially if you could tell like halfway or quarter of the way through it, you stop it and you pick something else. If you run a movie from Blockbuster, you're watching the whole damn thing and you're not going up to the counter and say, you know what? This really sucked. I want my money back. Like that's not how it works. So you're just wasting money on things that you don't end up liking anyways. And you're right. On a Saturday night, when the feature movie came out for whatever it is, if you got there too late, they had that whole wall of it, right? Where there's like 
45 copies of that and you're just like doing that whole side view thing if you can see the one that pops out especially the dvd area area where those things got a lot thinner and you're just like flipping behind each of them and you're like damn it and then you have to settle for something that you don't want to watch why do you want blockbuster back people yeah that's like do you understand i hope i hope somebody younger sees this and just tells their parents to shut up the next time they say anything <laughs> about things being better than they were before. Like, I'm sorry, guys. They're not. And I grew up in this time, and I have fond memories of these places. But, like, I'm sorry. I can literally pull up anything I want now. Yeah. I don't want Blockbuster. Right. No. No. We don't need, we don't need Blockbuster. Um, no. Now, is there somewhere else that you would want to spend the night like that that would be a more comfortable setting. Like I think like, like a Best Buy comes to mind. I don't know if that mm. would be kind of the same thing, but uh, one that I had in my, one that I think I really like is a grocery store. Stay okay. overnight in a grocery store and just, you have access to everything right there. You have access to every food you could ever want. I'd be, I, I mean, you know me, Dan, oh, grocery no. man. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm hitting it a little bit close to home for myself, but I'd go a little bit nuts. Um, but I don't know. I was trying to think if there was somewhere else that I would want to stay overnight in a in a setting like that that'd be better than a blockbuster. Dude, it would be cool. You know Cabela's, right? Oh yeah. Ooh. I, it would be cool to stay in there and just mess around with everything. Yeah. Like honestly, like you could go fishing, you could like do some fake hunting in there. Brilliant. You can just uh, just go camping, mess with a bunch of wild equipment that like you can't mess around. That like that was the first place that came to my mind was like a place like Cabela's, like a you know one of those mm, wilderness right. stores, hunting stores, something like yeah. that, where you just have a lot of stuff that you can just mess around with for like you know twelve hours or whatever, and then just you know leave the place in just shambles. Yeah, like that would just be you know super. What about uh what about an IKEA? If everything was working in every single one of those rooms, electronics, kitchens, everything like that, I think that'd be I think that'd be pretty dope to spend an overnight in IKEA. IKEA would be cool as long as I don't have to put anything together. <laughs> right. Just the model rooms and setups and things like that. Skip the warehouse portion of yeah. it. Get some Swedish meatballs on the way out in a churro <laughs> yes. and then call it a night. Yes, yeah. The cinnamon rolls. I mean, sneaky cinnamon right. rolls. IKEA. <laughs> oh, dude. F- funny thing about IKEA. My friend Megan. Uh, sh- one day we were we were meeting up just to like. She was like, "Oh, let's let's meet up at IKEA." And I was like, "Why are you buying something?" She's like, "No, like I love the cinnamon rolls and their coffee's good." And I was like, "Okay." Let, let's do this That's and then while amazing. i'm sitting there i'm like you know what this is a sneaky first date location so if you are going on a first date say you meet a girl whatever dating app you don't know how this is gonna go you're not trying to take her to freaking you know ruth chris or something you're like let's let's go to a coffee shop think ikea guys ikea Dude, is where you might want to go brilliant yes that's that brilliant. is what you and want. It's a preview into your relationship because if you've ever seen the movie or the, the movie, the show House Hunters, you know how poorly a lot of those relationships go. So like basically go on a House Hunters preview, see what you like and don't like. And then you already have the future picture right there. You're getting a good coffee and a cinnamon roll. I mean, that's huge first date material right there. I didn't even think about that. So it's kind of like, all right, so you meet up at the Ikea cafeteria thing, right? You meet up there. You're having a good time. And then it's like, okay, do we move on to the next level? So then you take a walk around Ikea. Yes. And then you just start seeing what her, you know, feng shui is like, what kind of furniture she likes, you know? Right. Because 
I can tell you if if you like leather couches, might be done. <laughs> might be over for me. If all of a sudden you pick up this little, you know, blue or white leather couch, might be over. Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted a kitchen like this. And it's just like, you know, yeah. Not what you're on board with at all. Like yeah. like you said, leather couch or like she gets a little bit too much into the kids' furniture. Like, oh, I can't wait to have kids. And you're like pumping the brakes there a little bit. You mm-hmm. need to get your diaper count up there, Chris Gates. <laughs> then, you know, again, you're learning a lot early on there. I think I kill you. We have a revolution of an idea right here, Didi, that you came up with. That was, we're trying to help the people. That's huge. That's huge. Ikea, first date at Ikea. First you're welcome. Ikea. You're welcome to anybody out there getting out there dating. Ikea, first date. It's going to work. Yeah. I like that. That's great. You know, then you get Ikea to like pay for the wedding or something. I'm telling you, this all, this is good. This is you already good. know where you're registered. I mean, you got to put it all together, unfortunately, but I don't know if you want to register at Ikea. <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors that that way. Oh man. Yeah. That's yeah. see, that's another part about the Ikea thing. I mean, maybe you could build something while you're there. If you make it to the third step, you can see what it's like to build something together. Yeah some teamwork to see, you know, mm-hmm. is the other person willing to put in the work for this relationship slash dining room table. And then you have, you know, a glimpse into the future. Cause Ikea, yeah. Ikea furniture could ruin a relationship yeah. real, quick. <laughs> right. real quick. You think quarantine has ruined some relationships. No, no. Ikea furniture. Ikea. <laughs> that will fully ruin a lot, a lot of relationships. <laughs> well, speaking of houses, Dan, um, this story you brought to my attention that I did not know about, uh, the golden girls, home let's talk about it yes so it just recently it was on the market for three million dollars now this is just the home that was used as the exterior right because it was naturally shot in a studio so it's just the exterior home it sold for four million dollars over a million of from the asking price absolutely incredible now i've seen pictures of the inside and it is renovated and it is nice uh $4 million in California. That's probably what you're going to pay for a, a house like that. But it just had me thinking like that person is probably paying that extra million because of the idea, the nostalgia of what it means, right? Not You're not paying for that for a regular house with that same square footage in the same interior. So would you be willing to live in one of these type of houses that was famous for the exterior only whether it be from a TV show, a movie, you know, are you, would you like really embrace the idea of how cool that would be? Or the other side of it is where you have people probably checking it out, driving by it all the time, taking photos. So I'm curious, what, uh, would you be able to do something like that? I feel like it would get really frustrating after a while. It would make you want to completely, you'd love it for like a few months Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you think it was fun until all of a sudden people started like, you know, until people kept coming to your door right, and taking pictures in front of your door, <laughs> you know, because like there's this house it's uh, in Palm Springs. It's called the uh, I think it's the pink door or is it the yellow door. I think it's the pink door. And it's in it's just an Instagram spot. Like if you search it on Instagram, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And people just take pictures in front of it. But it's a house that people live in. <laughs> Jeez. It's just famous for this door. People live there. I could not be happy with people just taking pictures in front of my front door all the time. No. Could not do that. And that's how it would feel if you bought one of those houses. 
that was used as the exterior for a home because people are going to seek that out and they're always going to be there. Like tour buses will be there. That's the thing. You're right. It's always going to be a feature of an area for people to kind of flock to and take those photos. I, I think you're right. I think the idea of it could be cool. And it's got to be the right house, right? Yeah. You know, if it's renovated on the inside and it's big enough or whatever it is, it's in the right area. But it amazes me what people pay for these homes that it's basically just because of the exterior and like, you know what you're getting into. You're getting those things. I know some of these houses have like signs posted up that are refused to let anybody in, in front of their home for like 30 seconds. And to just have to deal with that all the time, people taking pictures of your, of your house. No, you know, your address is out there, right? You're not hiding that from anybody. Uh, they did this with the Brady Bunch house. Was it last year? Yeah. Right? On HGTV. Yeah. HGTV bought that house. It, it was, it was for sale. It was just generally for sale and they bid on it. And so they chose HGTV's offer. It wasn't, it was just some like deal, some back end deal. They chose their offer. They went in, they made a whole TV show about it. And again, it's just for the exterior of a house that like looks like it's from the seventies. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that'd be worth it, but if it had to be one house, do you have, do you have one in mind that if you're going to put up with all the nonsense, is there a house special to you that has that exterior look that you could get over? Dude, this was a hard one, but um, the one that I thought of was, <laughs> okay, so I love the Fast and Furious movies. Like, I'm a huge fan. I love them all, at all uh, 25 of them at this point now. Yeah. Love them all. And there's the first house that's like Dom's house, and it's like in uh, like East LA, and I, I, I kind of want that house <laughs> because I feel, because it's a, it's a landmark Sort of in LA, right? People know where it is, but only a certain kind of people know where it, know exactly what it is because people they drag race outside of it. Oh no! Yeah, like people actually like you know they <laughs> they get tired and like try to do lots of things from Fast and the Furious because they are obsessed with it and they the reason why their cars are that way because of these movies mm-hmm. and they do all that in front of the house and I and something about that to me just feels great (laughs) like like it makes me feel like i would um i i could just buy a souped up honda civic put it in the driveway and i would just have fun talking fast and furious all day with people wow but yeah the 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 dom's house from the first movie yeah that one so you're getting more you're getting like a full lifestyle with yeah i know that's the thing because I feel like if I'm going to buy one of these houses from one of these movies from, you know, anytime. I mean, Fast Furious is like 20 years old now. So I'm thinking like, yeah, I want to just I want to go all in because, I mean, obviously, if I'm buying this house, that means I'm getting a divorce and <laughs> <laughs> and I have no custody of my children anymore because right. I've obviously gone gone insane. But like, yeah, I'm just changing the whole lifestyle up like wow, souping up a Honda Civic, yeah. you know, like doing it all. That's, That's I'm going all in. If I'm buying this, that's deep. That's a great answer. This, this was difficult because like we grew up with, you know, these type of shows and houses. like they don't show a lot of exterior shots anymore, especially because a lot of these shows are shot inside the the home now. Right. They don't shoot it in the studio. You know, we had the, the full house house was a classic one. We talked about the Brady bunch house, uh, step-by-step all those shows from the nineties. Uh, but the two that stuck out for me 
that I had trouble choosing between. The first was the house from Fresh Prince. Okay. You know, that that house, that big white exterior with the yes. with the columns and everything like that in Bel Air. That was the that was the one I was kind of leaning towards like that's a no-brainer i figured there's probably gates out there anyways for security so people couldn't actually get that close that's what i kind of figured but then i remembered the house from one of the greatest movies of all time home alone uh, that house in chicago that big house in yeah. chicago and the thing is they actually did i think they did actually shoot that inside that house so it's also actually inside of that house so you kind of have an idea of what it looks like. So again, you kind of get that full lifestyle with it as well. It would be to me at least, because I'd set everything else up the same way as it was from the movie. But you know, you have Michael Jordan on the train tracks. upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) You get to live that uh, every day. Um, So I think that would be really, really cool. Now I know that they had problems. That house was for sale a couple of years ago and it sold for a couple of mil. It went, big time because it's a big house right but i know they have problems with people coming up to that house all the time and taking photos in a suburb of chicago there so i think i think that one might be the house for me because i could relive kevin McAllister every single day if i had to pick one it's legit another way to go with macaulay culkin there is like the richie rich house oh like that would be wild just blank check Oh, blank check. Yeah, blank check too. Like there's a there's a good bit, but it's funny, but you mentioned the like not showing the exterior of houses. Blackish does it. There's not a lot of places that there's not a lot of shows that do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Blackish does it because it's actually in my neighborhood. Um Oh, really? Yeah, and so, like one and one of my friends told me that. They were like, "Yeah, they're like that they mentioned this in an episode. They mentioned something in an episode and I was like, "Oh, that's in my neighborhood." All right. So I, and I mean, I know Blackish is like a relatively new show, mm-hmm. like in a few years, I assume that people will probably be doing that. But yeah, like you could probably look it up right now, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's near me. But like, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Cause no one does that anymore. That was like the main thing on every single yeah. show, you know, was the exterior of, of the house, which are mostly on sets or lots but back in the day they used to just like <laughs> i don't understand like how they were even able to do that you would just be like yeah that house right there yeah, we're, just gonna, we're using that one know, yeah we're using that one and like the row houses in san francisco with the full house you know I'm like how were they just able to just pick a random house and be like yep it's gonna be on tv i remember the first time i was out there to visit it i was i had to be 12 or 13 or something like that and the house didn't look like that house it wasn't white with the red door at all. And I was like, so devastated. Like my sister and I didn't get out of the car. Cause we were like, this isn't it. This is not it. And we were so mad. And like, we saw like the, the, you know, the, uh, like, uh, lawn area across the, the street there, the park or whatever, where they had that picnic scene and whatever, right. With the house in the background. Like we saw all that. We're like, well, what the hell? This isn't the house. You know, so there's also that. Maybe there's a disappointment. Maybe that's the house because people get disappointed and then they leave. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like your parents who probably have no desire to go here, had no desire to go. And just had to make the kids happy. Yeah. Had to make the kids happy. And then once you guys get there, you guys are like, I, why are we here? Bunch of jerks. Take me home. Take yeah. me back to Pittsburgh. I don't want to be here anymore. Like I came to San Francisco for this one reason and this house isn't there. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly right. (laughs) 
Damn you, Bob Saget. Damn you, Bob Saget. Oh, you've got a lot. Gosh. You've got a, You've got so many of them out in LA. Like you, like like the uh, how the apartments from Seinfeld. That whole that whole show is based in New York, but obviously it wasn't filmed there. Like that exterior is in Koreatown somewhere. Uh, that apartment. So I guess that's a safer one because it's an apartment building. But still, yeah, you probably have. You could go anywhere, any day of the week, and, and find a number of those places out by you. Yeah, you definitely could. It's uh, it's interesting. The next time you're able to come out here in like 2028, right. um, <laughs> maybe we'll have to do some funny stuff like that. Because uh, the New Girl apartment is one that like makes me think of that now. Like now that's like they're all just kind of like hitting me in the head. It's like, oh man, like yeah, the the New Girl apartment. That's one of like the newer ones and stuff. So I'm, um, yeah, that could be fun. We'll have to like map some stuff out. Yeah, for sure. And find these places that aren't on sets because I know a lot of them are, you know, a good amount of them are are on sets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So right, that's pretty cool. The yeah. wh- I watched the show American Housewife on ABC, and when we had our award show last year, which was on, which was in a studio lot, we actually the after party was actually in the driveway of the American Housewife house because they actually show that shot on the show. But it's but it, their house is of course it's on a lot, so right. It's just the exterior of the house. There's nothing to the back of it. Right. But still very but, uh, cool. But yeah, but that was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. We'll have to remember that. We'll have to remember that whenever, yeah, whenever we yeah. come out there again. Yeah. We're going to have, yeah, we're doing that for sure. We're, we're doing that. Or we're, we're yeah, maybe we'll just buy, uh, maybe we'll just buy one of these houses. We'll hit you the never bottom. know. We'll do it. Dan the man, yeah. property man. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Time for another <laughs> investment. <laughs> well, yo, in some sad uh, coronavirus news, Pizza Hut in trouble. Big time. 300 Pizza Huts are closing. And I'm like, yo, how many Pizza Huts? I don't know how many Pizza Huts there are, but 300 is a big number. There's a there's a number. lot more Pizza Huts than I thought. I think there's like 15,000 Pizza Huts. It's not even like close on all the national chains, but that still seems like a... I always get worried when I hear these news of these places closing, like it's going to be one near me and I'm going to be devastated, even though it's a place I would never go to. Yeah, like I, I can't tell you the last time I ordered or had pizza hut but if the one closest to me was gone i'd probably be devastated yeah pizza hut not really one of my favorites not gonna lie so you know saying it's it's a bummer because pizza hut is you know it's a staple you know pizza hut was one of the few pizza places in my hometown but yeah i pizza hut is uh it's looking looking in trouble but i remember when i was devastated when we found out that papa john was racist i was hurt yes because Papa John's, that's my favorite chain pizza is Papa yeah. John's. I was going to yeah. ask you, that's your that's your favorite, favorite. one? Of like the Pizza the Hut, little, I mean, I, I say Little Caesars because it has so many places, but that really shouldn't even be in this category whatsoever. No. Uh, Domino's, you know, so you're going with Papa John's in terms of quality, I guess. Yeah, Papa John's in terms of quality. Little Caesars goes in like the, uh, the CC's category of pizzas. Because I feel like there's like, there's chain pizza and then there's like, Little Caesars, CC's, and I don't know. Right. Where do you put yeah. where do you put Sbarro? Because that's like food court pizza, but it's also, I think, a really good quality pizza. I like Sbarro. I like Sbarro. I know anybody listening to this from like New York is like right. growing up <laughs> or, out or whatever, but like <laughs> But me being from West Virginia, I love Sbarro. Me too. Like <laughs> I love Sbarro. When I see Sbarro in a food court, like it's oh. hard for me not to stop. Like I love Sbarro. It's a food court staple. It's not, it hasn't gone anywhere. That shows you how much people, how much us Americans love Sbarro, as long as we're not from New York City. I'm from New York, right, right. But yeah, you get like a 
massive slice and you get a couple of garlic knots, you're good to go with Sabaro. I mean, that's yes. Stromboli? Why did they never? They never. They never jumped into the you know the chain game where there where they were delivering and that's you know probably smart. I guess there has to be a reason why they wouldn't reason. do that. But I feel like, like they can compete. They could compete with these other these other big guys. I mean, because they, they're not like any of the other ones. So they have that over everybody else, but hmm. Hmm. That's interesting that they, yeah. they, they never jumped in. I would have liked to have seen that. I guess there's still time. Pizza Hut's closing places. You can, you know, they're going to leave their ovens there. Sabara. <laughs> Sab- <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, Pizza Hut's going places. It's time for Sabaro to just finally jump out after like 800 <laughs> years. It's now time for Sabaro to have they their were just waiting. They were just waiting for the right moment. This is it. This is the time to jump in. The, the owner of Sabaro. That was the breadsticks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all their I stuff is good. had to lose that. But yeah, Pizza Hut's wings are gross. Yeah. Forget Pizza Hut. We're yeah, we're done with we're done well, with Pizza Hut. Here's the last question I'll ask you about Pizza Hut. Go that's ahead. part of the Yum brand. It used to be KFC Yum brand, but yes. so they have they have four chains Pizza Hut, KFC, Taco Bell, and then some other place which is pretty regional and local with some other places I've never even heard of. So we'll focus on the main three. So if you had to eat just one of those for the rest of your life, is the obvious choice always Taco Bell? Because I think a lot of people would say that, but I don't know. If you had to eat one for the rest of your life between KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. It's easy for me. It's Taco Bell. Because... I don't like the main thing that KFC does. <laughs> and I don't like the chicken. But yeah. KFC, the sides at KFC are fire. Right. The mashed potatoes are great. The mac and cheese is great. I, all Every single side at KFC is good. I don't like the chicken at KFC <laughs> at all. So it's Taco Bell for me. Give me Taco Bell. We can I can eat taco salads and burritos. There's a lot of different things. I can make nachos, you know. Soft tacos, hard tacos, right, chalupas. Right. I can do a lot of things with Taco Bell for the rest of my life. See, I always wonder, like, I don't often have any of these really ever, but when I'm having Taco Bell, it's because it's late and nothing's open or there's been drinking involved and yeah. we've been in a Del Taco drive through together during a similar situation. Some of us didn't make it out of the vehicle, but... um. i don't know how good you know taco bell is if you have to have it on the on the reg i i really don't i really don't know like i'm having the other two in more regular situations i'm with you on kfc though they have the better diverse menu with the sides but the chicken is just you're just eating packets of salt basically and with pizza, we you know Pizza Hut's what it whatever it is what it is. Bread, breadsticks are great. I don't. I just don't know if I could like. Would Taco be, Bell be as good as it as it is if you had only that to choose from? Oof. <sighs> this is this is too deep. I've just really opened up a, a hole in the earth here that no We're one gonna wants have to go to, down. But <laughs> we might have to go back to that. I mean, so you know, brunch breakdown listeners, let us know. In the Yum brand, which one? KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Which one would you could you eat for the rest of your life? Because that is tough. Because I feel like I could do Taco Bell, but man, some people Pizza can't. Hut's all of a sudden, starting to sound 
like a menu that I could possibly not die from. Right. Because some people can't handle, they love Taco Bell, but they can't handle Taco Bell, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, yeah. you got to think long term. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of these are great for you, but. No, none of these are great. You know, Chris will give us the health breakdown on all these places next week yeah. of what's really the smartest decision. Maybe that's what we need to help uh, lean us one way or the other. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Wow. We do need Chris for this. Chris, come back. Change those diapers. Help us out. We need you to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our uh, our last topic here. Uh, more bubble updates. Yes. And we got a fun one from the NFL because the Seahawks, I guess they're all holed up in a hotel for their little bit of, I don't know if this is called training camp. I don't know what's going on. Right. It's so weird because there's no preseason games and it means there's like no talk about anything because there's NHL playoffs going on, NBA playoffs are going on. Mm-hmm. So it's so weird. I don't even know what the NFL is doing, but a Seahawks player just got cut recently because he tried to sneak a girl into the Seahawks hotel. And he did this by putting her in Seahawks gear. There's no photos of this as what we're told. I, I need there to be a photo. Cause I need to know if he like, did he put her in like pads? You're right. <laughs> and like a helmet and just try to sneak her by. I think that would work. <laughs> I know. I need a photo of this so badly. I, I really do. I'm, I was so mad that one wasn't attached with this story, but I know. I mean, how desperate. I mean, that's desperate. And they're early. That's the problem with the NFL situation. It is early on. Now, they're not going to be in a bubble throughout the season, most likely. But early on in this process, and obviously it's a guy that doesn't have a good enough stature on the team where he doesn't have to This isn't Russell Wilson sneaking in Sierra, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because guess what? If that happens, you're looking the other way. You're really looking the other way. And he doesn't have to probably sneak her in Seahawks gear. They're just like, hey, hey, how you doing? And, you know, hey, Russ, what's up? But this guy, obviously they cut him. They're not messing around. This is, it's a bold strategy, Cotton, and it did not pay off. I don't know if this was worth the, <laughs> worth the risk for my Dude, man. His career could be over. He risked it all for, he risked his whole career to bring a girl into their bubble hotel situation. I, I just, you have to be, you had to be better than whatever this, whatever statue is good in the NFL to do this. You just, yeah. Yeah, you really it's one to. thing we talked about our, our guy, Rashawn Brooks from the Kings who like, you know, he made a mistake and like snuck across the line, but this guy actually did try to sneak someone in and like, yeah. dude, this, cause you get the NFL is so fickle this way where it's like, all right, if you do stupid stuff like this, like wherever you are, fourth string corner or whatever he was on defense, like you, you can't do that. You'll never be in the NFL again. Like you'll right. never play again. Right. Because you're that stupid and it's not worth the time. No, no. And there's plenty of other guys that yeah. are probably just as good as he is at that position that his career could be over just like that. And like, once you get her in, are you just, are you just going to keep her locked? You got you to keep her locked in the room the whole time then. And then you have to get her out eventually. You think once like camp's over, you should just be able to walk out of there and be like, ah, I gotcha. I won. You know, I, you know, made it happen. And like, life's just going to go on and you're going to make the team like, wow, dude, you need to have some, you know, more self-control. I hope, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty desperate, pretty stupid. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm telling you this right now, if I am, if I am living that bubble life and I am like, okay, doing this so we can play football so we can all get paid and it's better for us to do this. Right. And I see somebody bringing a girl in. 
and I haven't had a girl in here. Oh, I'm I'm snitching. Yeah, I'm snitching. So <laughs> call the hotline. I'm I'm calling the hotline ASAP. I am getting them. I am getting them so far out of here because I just you can't do that. Like no, everybody's sacrificing. <laughs> right, everybody. <laughs> you can't be and you can't be trying. You can't be the one guy who's got the girl in. No, no, no. That's not happening. <laughs> no way. Nope. 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 You're not going to be the one guy who brings the girl in. No, we're not. No, no, like either all of us can do this or none of us can do this. Especially am, when it's a non-starter like this yeah. guy was. When it's somebody like that, you're like, Mm-mm, no way. No, no. way. Yeah. I'm full snitching. Like if there Russell, are. Yeah. And speaking of Russell Wilson, if he can leave Sarah at home, then you can leave whoever the hell that was at home for a couple of weeks. Fam. Right. <laughs> that is it right there. That's yeah. That's that's all. That's how we'll end that one right, right. there. Um, <laughs> Because that's it. There's nothing more to say right. other than that. Like, if he can leave Sierra at home, you can leave whatever IG model at home. Right. And speaking <laughs> of IG models, let's go to the NBA bubble update where um, they are now about to let families in. And families is loose, like people that you actually know and you've met in person. The NBA put this out. I am not making this up. The NBA put this out saying that you cannot invite anyone to the bubble that you met over social media. <laughs> So basically what that means is you can't NBA players can't just DM girls and say, I'm sending you plane tickets to Orlando and you're coming in. You actually have to have known these girls. I don't know how they are going to like legislate that. Like, how do you know if I've met you in person? Right. You know, there's not, yeah, there's not enough of that like detail as to how it irons it out. Like you said, it's, it's loose. Like, how do you determine it's somebody that, is like a cousin of yours versus like someone that you, yeah, you did just meet on Instagram, somebody in the Orlando area uh, or, you know, around Disney world, whatever it is. Like they really, the NBA is really opening up an ugly set of uh, Pandora's box by uh, allowing this at this point. I mean, I get it. I'm sure it's super lonely in there and difficult. They've been there for a couple of weeks and a long couple of weeks more, but yikes i don't know <laughs> i don't know if this is going to work very well yeah i don't think this is going to i, I think this is where it all ends because you know i'm like very pessimistic about like i'm not pessimistic about these seasons starting it's about them actually finishing them right and i don't think baseball is going to finish they've got a cincinnati reds another one um i, I don't think I, maybe hockey's got their system going, but if they let families in, I don't know. I think all of a sudden you're letting all these people in, however many you're allowed to let in. You don't know who's got what, who's going to be exposed to who, who's going to be around who. You get exposed because your your wife had it, your you know your son has it, whoever has it, and then you're around your teammates. You know, does all of a sudden the whole Lakers team has coronavirus and they're just out? So exactly, did, we, like the playoffs started yesterday, so like. Do you, you know, if Luka Doncic all of a sudden gets, you know, coronavirus, so so the Mavs can't play now? Or, like, I, it just messes everything up. I just think if they were going to do this, it just had to be all or nothing, even though that's, you know, that's super hard to do. I don't know how you can do it. Because, I mean, I think the NBA Finals start in October. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're saying, or end of September. That's a long time. Yeah. But, Hey, like, are they are these people quarantining for two weeks once they get there before they can actually see the players? And then like what happens when the teams have practice? You expect 
Say they bring their whole family down. Are they just going to stay in the hotel room the whole time? I don't think so. They're going to intermingle with other family members. And yeah, who knows what? And he's just like opening this up to a disaster. I, I hope, I really, really hope that doesn't happen because the NBA and like you said, the NHL have been great at their bubble situation. And so to make a, a decision to try to make the players happy, that could absolutely just change this entire postseason and who the champion could end up being because of something like this, you know, you're going to look back on it and have a uh, big time regrets on it. So hopefully not, but yeah. How do you, how do you regulate this at all about whose family, who have you met before? You yeah. know, it was, it's just too loose of a definition to really be able to put a grasp on it. It's also going to be weird. Cause like, it's no secret that like, all these professional athletes basically sleep with all the same girls. Right. <laughs> they sleep with a lot of the same girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who's going to bring this person down to the bubble? Who, who this person slept with or this person's ex-girlfriend or this person's that, like, I feel like, you know, I, I don't trust Jimmy Butler in this situation. <laughs> I feel like Jimmy Butler will try to do some real dirty stuff to get Miami advancing, just to get under people's skin. Dude Maybe selling, Joel Embiid would do the same. Dude is selling yeah. coffee out of his hotel room for $20, regardless of the size. It's small, medium, large. He's making coffee in his hotel room because he says you can't get decent coffee anywhere down there, which I believe he's selling for $20 each. You think he's not slipping something into it? You know, if the Heat are playing somebody a certain night, are you going to mm-hmm. either turn down the customer for 20 bucks? Or are you just going to give them a little extra dose of who knows what it is? I mean, yeah. Jimmy Butler's going to do, do what it takes. This is becoming a serious reality show. Now we need oh. like the bubble reality show from all the chaos that's going to happen with these extra people down there. Yeah. There needs to be somebody down there. Cause the stuff is fascinating. Like I don't like, if you follow like, uh, like Taylor Rooks is a really good follow with the, all this bubble stuff. She's down there. Chris Haynes from uh Yahoo there. Mm-hmm. He's really good too, with a lot of the like, behind the scenes bubble stuff. Cause there's a lot of cameras down there. I hope they are somehow putting this all together. You know, like how sports illustrated, I don't know if they still do it. Used to put together the championship, like DVDs of the season. Like right. I just need a bubble documentary. I don't care who wins. Yeah. I just need a bubble series of all of this that and i amazing. will watch the hell out of it like, yeah <laughs> i mean i hope hbo's down there like because hard knocks is kind of worthless this year so give me like hbo's like the bubble right i'll watch that for like I'm 10 weeks straight like i'm here for that good god well uh dan it's time let's get into what we're listening to and i want to start this and i didn't even tell you but hopefully you listened um b- big release this week this past week drake Puts his uh, first single out, Laugh Now, Cry Later, from what will be uh, his album called Certified Lover Boy, which is a very Drake title, which is <laughs> just very Drake. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the song Laugh Now, Cry Later? I love it. I really do. Um, I have this relationship with Drake where it's he puts out so much music. Right? So much. And it's not all for me. It's not all great. So there's a lot of Drake songs that are just like good and I'll forget about it and may never hear again that kind of fit in that same pattern. And then there are ones that stand out. And then, of course, there's like the hits that everybody knows. But this one's great. Uh, This has me really, really excited for this album uh, that there's going to be hopefully not a lot of, of those just like good, solid Drake tracks that I may or may not revisit. So I'm really, really excited about how this one sounded. 
Yeah, I love the horns. I love the sound yeah. of this. The only thing I don't like, that little Dirk voice, that little Dirk verse is, is pointless. It's absolutely pointless. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. need for it. Right. I don't. Because, yeah, going through the song, and then there it was, and I'm like, oh, oh, what? Yeah. It's just like, and I'm happy that it's quick. It doesn't take, it doesn't, it's not like it makes the song bad or anything. No. Right. Because the song still goes on for, like, another, like, two and a half minutes after it, after it's over. But, like, that verse is just kind of like, I don't. Just don't need I don't it. need it. And it sounds like he's doing like a young thug impersonation. And I'm like, Drake, you could have just grabbed young thug if you like really wanted to do this. But I I just want a version without him on it. And the song's perfect to me. But yeah. I love the song. I love I just I like I said, I love the horns. I love the music video. I think that's super fun. It's mm-hmm. just Drake being like, I have a better life than all of you. Right. Like, so this is my life. It's better. And I he got tackled by Marshawn Lynch and you know, broken by KD on the basketball court. It's just all stuff that's just Drake's just fun, man. He is just he fun, us, and yeah, the music videos give us memes for days that live days. on forever, and whether <laughs> intentional or not, it's amazing. Yes, it's it's great, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, we start off laugh now, cry later. Dan, what you got? Uh, I'm going with another repeat artist on the playlist for me because anytime this girl has put is putting out music. It's automatically the first thing I want to listen to. And she's becoming a big favorite of mine talking about Benny, who has been on, oh. like I said, the playlist a couple of times. Uh, we talked about super lonely. I'm sure most people have heard that by now. Um, she up. dropped another single earlier this summer that I put on a couple of weeks ago. And now she dropped another one. This one, she actually uh, wrote and recorded during quarantine. So it's, it's a new, it's a, it's a new, right. It's a new song. Uh, called snail so it's another very very catchy song very upbeat positive type of track just has just a kind of a weird message that she was just thinking about snails honestly <laughs> was kind of part of one of the the main stories she relates it to people and things like that too but i i've been absolutely in love with everything that benny is putting out and this is this is another one i this uh, this girl's future is very, very bright in my opinion. And like I said, anything that she's putting out right now, I'm going all ears on. Dude, Super Lonely is such a good jam. It's man. amazing. It, it's I so mean, good. and that song is like absolutely blow. It's blowing up. Like I, you, you can't listen to the radio for 30 minutes without hearing mm-hmm. that song. And I was in the car for like, uh, like two hours and, you know, almost four hours this week. And so it, and that song's on a lot. And I just I love that song. I loved it before, and now it's blowing up. I'm just I'm just happy because I love the sound of it. I love that she's kind of doing this like singing, rapping thing that kind right. of sounds like what people aren't doing really. And the, um, the, you know, and her whole like album is good. So I just I'm a big fan. So for sure, I am. Yeah, I am with you on that. All right, I'm going to start this off by throwing it back, 2015, Fallout Boy, Migos, Irresistible. Whoa! Here's the reason why I'm bringing this up. Okay, because Irresistible with Demi Lovato was on uh in the grocery store, and that is the version of the song that is good. It's fine. I like Demi. I like Fall Out Boy. It's fine. But the better version of that song is from their remix album with Migos. Yeah, it is so much better. It is so good, and it makes me so mad that they just put that out and just kind of just like, yep, it'll just live on the album. Right. It makes me so mad every time I hear Irresistible. I'm like, the Migos version is better. And this was like Migos before Bad and Bougie. This was before the blow up, the complete blow up of Migos. So like, if you were not just a hip hop fan, you had no idea who the Migos were. And that kind of gave them their first like look in the you know in in pop in like the mainstream and i'm always just like 
it is that version is amazing and i've been listening to that because of hearing irresistible in the grocery store and so fallout boy irresistible with migos nice. not demi lovato no offense to demi love demi right you know you could say demi that. signed some of my paychecks but yeah i love that throwback and chris is gonna very much enjoy that on his workout playlist yes this yes. week that'll fit in well for him that's great yeah. um I'm going to go with the song that everybody's talking about that when I see the name and I'm not sure if I'm going to like it or not, but this one I'm Uh a big fan of talking about Miley Cyrus, Midnight Sky. I do. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, A lot of her stuff as of late has been very much hit or miss for me. And more miss. More. (laughs) There's a lot of miss. (laughs) There's a lot of miss. That's for sure. Uh, but this is the first single off her up, upcoming album, She Is Miley Cyrus. Uh, no release date on that yet, but uh, at least we have this single. I think it's a little, it's it's got a little bit of different sound for her, kind of an energetic pop sound, because a lot of her stuff has been a little draggy for me, I feel like. And I know she's going through stuff, and she's that reflects in her music, but this... She's still going through stuff, but this is this is wonderful. This is fantastic. So yeah. I think if this reflects the sound, the album could be really good. I hope. I hope it's good, honestly, because like I said, it's been a lot of up and down, but Midnight Sky, I am I'm on board with. No, I am I am with you there. I like it too. And I am a uh and I'm a Miley fan, but it has been, you know, it's been a very weird ride for her since uh yeah. Bangers. Like Bangers was so good. And then yeah. she was like, no, nah, I'm gonna scrape everything away and I'm gonna put out this boring album. And that was like, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, I but I'm with you on that. That was uh, but no, I actually had that written down. So the reason why I'm so I'm gonna say there's another Miley Cyrus song off the of EP she put out last year called Party Down the Street. It's um got uh, uh Sway Lee is on it, and it is just a it's a different vibe. It's a really good song. And I was like, you know what? This is good. So I'm going to, that po- song just popped in my head because I had the Miley Cyrus song on my list too. So yeah. we're going to add more Miley because you want more Miley in your life. So yeah. let's throw Party Down the Street. That is a song that I uh, I really like. She's got a really cool vibe. It is a very chill song. And it's a place that I like to hear Miley's voice. And because I think Miley can do interesting things. I don't mm-hmm. know why. At time, like a lot of the time, she decides she doesn't want to do anything interesting. She wants to do boring shit, and I'm like, no, right? I'm no. with you there. I like Miley, absolutely. Nice. Um, well, since I stole your one, hopefully this is one that you <laughs> you don't have. Uh, gonna go with the Japanese house. Uh, okay, actually, I do not have the Japanese. House. I don't have the, the Japanese house. Good. Uh, it's actually the name of a uh, indie pop artist. Uh, she's uh, English. Uh, her name is Amber Bain, uh, but she goes by the moniker The Japanese House. And this song feature- features Justin Vernon. Uh, it's called uh, Dion, D-I-O-N-N-E. And it's off of her EP that she just released called Chew- um, Chewing Cotton Wool, which I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've always been a, 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 you know, a casual fan of hers and her sound, but this one really hit me uh, with how deep this song goes. It has incredible vocal layers to it. And she does it with, with synth where it's harmonizing in a way. And I think it's, it's really, really well done well in this type of like indie pop setting, which I don't think you typically hear with that type of sound and those type of layers. Uh, so uh, Dion from uh, the Japanese house with Justin Vernon, um, 
kind of give you that indie pop song for uh for this week nice i like that i like that all right so here is my last one kane brown is back on the list again oh wow Kane is having a hell of a summer guys Woo! he is doing some very interesting things with his music dan i don't know how you feel about i don't know how you felt about some of the picks i've put up but be like that on it recently and uh he's got a song called cool again that has been out for a while but now it's got a nelly verse on it and it just gives the song more life you know and nelly does this on country songs a lot and i and i'm starting to think that they need to now like put him in like the country music hall of fame or like the grand Ole opry or something it's time nelly's out here saving a lot of these songs for these country artists and making them huge hits Mm -hmm. like we don't know who florida georgia line is you know, and depending on who you are, that might be you know, this. That might be a good thing, but you might hate Nelly for this. But if, if there might not be no Fuller Georgia line if it's not for Nelly. Yeah, and I mean, he is out here saving people in the country music, and I think he needs to start getting his uh, getting his flowers. You know, for this. Okay, and he was the first one dabbling into country and hip hop when this is now mm-hmm. when that's now like a thing. You know, and I, I'm starting to think that Nelly needs to get his get his just due in the country music world you know Interesting. so cool again okay Kane brown nelly that is that's another one of my picks this week i don't hate that i don't hate that theory and i don't hate uh anything you said about that thing. <laughs> so i definitely i'm i'm willing to check those out i i, I don't okay. hate Kane brown i do right. i like his i i like his style and his sound you know right. for for country for what it is which is something i don't enjoy at all um, one last one that I'm going to throw on there, uh, a release from Anderson Pock from this past week, uh, Anderson Pock and Rick Ross. Yeah. I'm in. I love it. I, for me, Anderson Pock can't do a, a whole lot wrong. And this is just a, a, a really great head bopper. I think Rick Ross's verse is, is perfect for this song. It's really, really good. Uh, we've had a chance to see him live and he's, absolutely incredible what he does and all the uh, all the performers that he has up there with him the sound is amazing but uh anderson pock if you don't know you've probably seen his modello commercial um so yes i in. yes <laughs> cut him in from uh pock this week's another great one that i'll finish it off with oh man dude anderson pock i mean he's unbelievable and i've seen him in the smallest of venue possible and i've seen him on the biggest stage at coachella yeah. and he rips it yeah rips it amazing he is so i mean it's so weird to say oh yeah if you if you can see him live go see him because like there's no concerts right now right but man oh, but if you yeah oh i don't think there might not be there are very few performers that are better than anderson bach yeah very few like like it, he it, is. To, to put it into perspective we we go to coachella every year and we see so many artists and some of the biggest names in music, but one that we kept talking about that year when we saw him was Anderson Pock. And again, we're going, he's going up against some of the biggest names in music. He was still playing when the sun was out for crying out loud. And it's just, he's just so, so, so incredible. So yeah, it's worth every penny. If you ever, if we ever, ever get that opportunity again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely, it's an incredible live, live scene. That's for sure. God, that's so weird to say, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, when are we ever going to be able to do that again? I know we talked about it last week, but I'm like, right, I don't no. think anybody <laughs> announced concerts. So, 
<laughs> we still got a long, 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 long time to wait. Well, uh, Dan, that was what we're listening to. And uh, tell everybody where they can listen to the Brunch Breakdown. This has been a fun one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can find the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, uh, including the big ones, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. If there, Again, if there's any place that you prefer to get your podcast and you don't see the brunch breakdown there, please let us know. We'll do everything in our power to get there as well. And of course, you can get the full video podcast as well. That's available on YouTube and Facebook. Those go live uh, a little bit later, but the same day that the episodes get released th- throughout the week. So you can find us there. And speaking of Facebook, find us on Facebook. Follow us at Brunch Breakdown. Same with Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. We will follow you right back. Yes, everyone. Keep following. We got lots of things, lots of things going on. Yeah. So hopefully we get Chris back next week. Hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he took a, a couple of lessons from what we offered him earlier. Hit him up at Chris Gates yeah. Fit or at Chris Gates and let him know that he needs to start changing more diapers. Right. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we will never see him at the table. No, Ever. no, no. Ever. Yeah, he needs to, it's, you know, it's going to be Yaya Ding from for a very, very long time if he doesn't start changing diapers to get back to the table. So I'm going to put that on the playlist every week that he's not on here. So he has to listen to it during his workout. So there we go. There's, there you go, Chris. You need any more motivation to come back. Boom. That is this week's Chris Gates pick. Yaya Ding. <laughs> and Will Farrell. And for that, we are out of here. <laughs> Peace.